Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations, or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello world, this is TJ Morris, and you are listening to ET Radio. Welcome aboard all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We are all about ground and space ontology tonight. We are the UFO Association who sets up UAP associates. And uh, we are founded on truth based on what we were finding out to be truth. Uh, Some people now uh, have had archives for years. And so we're welcoming any groups that are still left in cyberspace out there we represented QFOs first and MUFON second, but a lot of our old guys from the Men in Black were with NICAP, N-I-C-A-P, and even before that we had APRO, and uh, the, the names that come to mind for me were uh, Don Berliner, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, Jan Aldrich, and... Uh, Later, George Filer, who I talked to on the phone quite a lot in 2006. Uh, my husband, Thomas R. Morris, and uh, myself, Teresa J. Thurmond Morris. I wasn't Mer- Thurmond then. It's hard to track me with all my do- married names before Homeland Security, but I think they finally figured it out in Florida to get me set up. But uh, we may have a call in tonight by Janet Carol Lesson with Aquarian Radio as we're scheduled for our national archives and our syndication. Uh, I've invited several uh, people to listen in. So if you're listening in, thank you very much. I appreciate your support. And uh, the last one I did, I have to edit because my dog bit me over my dinner, (laughs) my psychic show with (laughs) Miss Lucas. And, uh, that was a shocking thing. So she's a little shit So I've got to go edit that if y'all there she goes. So it's my dog and cat. And she knows better now than to bark at the cat that jumps from one place to another and is higher than her. But the cosmos, knowing cosmology is my book. And uh, UFO contact I'm most interested in. Uh, so we had Kathy Martin, who was... Uh, working uh, with, in 2008, with myself and Dr. McDonald of the Mutual UFO Network, and I understand that Jan Aldrich has uh, stepped down, and the board has a pro, uh, uh, has placed Captain McDonald of Cincinnati, Ohio, back in charge, and I got our magazine, which is really nice, and uh, I'm proud of it. We've come a long way, so I hope you'll 
join, if nothing else, pay the membership dues monthly and get the uh, magazine. It's worth collecting. Uh, for all you people out there that are doing UFO collecting of UFOs, we appreciate it. Those that are tuned in, awakened, awake, and all of you ancient alien theorists that watch Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, we appreciate you because uh, if if truth is to be known, <laughs> I would say that uh, a lot of us understand the path we've taken since uh, we were younger with Chariots of the Gods and Zachariah Sitchin books. But uh, we got to know the guy that looked like Napoleonic hair, uh, <laughs> Giorgio, and uh, – He's become quite a personality at these alien cons and UFO group uh, events. So uh, he was uh, pictured with Karen Dolan, which was married to Richard Dolan at one time back in the day. So we have a long history from Stanton T. Friedman and uh, J. Allen Hynek. And J. Allen Hynek, I didn't know he was dying. Now I understand why he asked me to carry on in his stead because he was having trouble financially and was moving and took some files with him out to Colorado. And I was supposed to meet his secretary, which never happened. So I haven't even had her on my radio show. So we've got a lot of fill-in to do for KUFOs and NICAP and MUFON. But uh, I've been a member as long as I can think from here to there, although we've realized that a lot of papers, and depending on what email you had and what name you're going by, you know, things get lost. So we're going to be working on a larger database. We're taking active measures with Jan Aldrich and uh, uh, other men and women uh, to help us all make this a better UFO association and uh, archivists, and so it's going to take money. Uh, so we've got different groups that are forming to do different things, and Jan and uh, several other people went to KUFOs and got a lot of the paper files and are scanning those in, so we really appreciate that, and there's a lot of other people needed and help. So uh, I'm more of a marketing promoter type of person that got started with ET Radio to help promote MUFON and uh, events. And I've not yet been to an event except Mid-South Con for authors and writers in uh, Memphis in 2016. I went up and did the Pyramid Conference or helped market, promote it, and organize it with Marta Thomas in 2016. And uh, I started as an investigator, which a lot of people don't understand. I need to set it up like uh, in linear years, but I was a ET contactee by angels, we'll say, when I had a near-death experience. 1957, went over to uh, White Sands, New Mexico, and had a CE-5 there. They weren't angels then. They were humans coming out of a spacecraft, but my uncles worked at Los Alamos, and I don't know. It must have been pre-planned, so I don't know what to tell you about families that work for the military, except I was born, and my grandmother had a house and bought it from the Air Force, 
one of my uncles, uh, Gilmore, went off the uh, an Air Force uh, carrier at I guess it was a Navy carrier, and they didn't have the flight cord out when he landed. And anyway, that's how I lost my uncle. So I was bored into knowing that even though our government is our government, that they can make mistakes. Uh, my uncle's in the Air Force, and uh, my dad was Army Coast Guard, well, Army first, because uh, he just went National Guard because he had so many kids. He wanted to be regular armies, but he finally as far as he could go, I think, in that, and then ah, ah. to Coast Guards. So, uh, I, my brother was Marines and uh, helped over at uh, Paris Island to help train after he had already gone over and swim outside of some submarines over in Pacific Fleet. About killed him. <laughs> he had a long story. I wish he was still here, but he's dead. My uncle, uncles worked in and out of uniform and in and out of contracting and in and out of NASA and in and out of Los Alamos. So I grew up thinking all this stuff was normal. So I guess that's why I wound up joining the U.S. Navy. Uh, the first time I got married in May 67, I was enlisted in this white paper while Chris Kraft was there because my husband, Stephen Lee Parrish, and I were just teenagers, really. And uh, typing pool got to see in a listener what was going on. So I know that all happened, men walking on the moon. And I had four girls during that time. And then uh, I went through law enforcement. We moved to Birmingham. I went to University of Alabama. Did some study there. Steve worked at Rust Engineering and then moved up to Rochester for a while, Eastman Kodak. He and I were in and out of country. I joined, uh, I was a rehired 85, 4 by 10. I remember uh, when I was working around Stanton T. Friedman, he and I were talking but just missed each other. And uh, I was just a kid. I think I was 75 or 6 when he uh, went down and talked to Jesse Marcel himself. And uh, that was the old man down in Louisiana, and that's wh where they sent me, Navy. Uh, so I guess I was always Navy until the intelligence. I guess the uh, intelligence community has changed a lot, and I've been out of that circle for a long time. But I'm glad that J. Allen Hynek uh, was interested in me, and they were interested enough in me enough to put me back in not just as a contractor in and out of country. I just got back from South Africa. Uh, as Thurmond, or uh, they took my passports, took all my passports, so I don't even have a passport now, but uh, hopefully you guys are going to figure out that uh, there are things out there going on, they always have, and a lot of the people now that I have seen making uh, names for themselves uh, have separated the words between ufology and alienology, which I'm helping do. which is more for experiencers and we separated those with this radio show back I believe in 2014 you can go back and listen we have all the archives here uh, with Dr. Bruce Maccabee and uh, 
we uh, have a, a historical value to save, and we couldn't write fast enough or grab the do the. And we didn't have the money, really, the funds to go around the country like we used to. And Jan Aldrich can verify that. He got the last money on one of the bigger groups that was uh, archiving. Oh, I think uh, Janet Carol Lesson has finally showed up. Miss T- Janet Carol Lesson of the UFO Secret Space in Hawaii, is that you? Yes, it is. It's Tommy Oxblood. Yes, it is. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm on my stupid phone because I've been on phone with AT&T for hours and hours. Oh. Well, Thomas Oxblood. Uh, This is the UFO Secret Space Show by UFO Association and by the ACO UFO Group in Hawaii. Tommy is one of our metaphysicians. He's also a contactee and an instructor, as well as he helps me on Wednesdays and Sundays from our UFO groups and our metaphysicians. We have a spiritual group, which he and I like to help. So, Tommy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Speak a little louder, though. Put on your radio voice. Is that any better? Uh, as long try. Uh, well, introduce yourself, and I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Tommy Hawksblood here, calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, I got lots of things going on here. It's getting crazy, but uh, in the UFO world, it's super crazy. Uh, all my friends are seeing chips and everything every night. So uh, if anybody's interested, give me a call. Have any pictures they want to relate to it? We have a group of people here that's promoting it to the to the max. So anybody want to come out to Hawaii? This is the place to come if you really want to see UFOs right now. Uh, but for me personally, I, it rains every night where I am, so I don't get to see the sky much. I don't get to see what I've been recording. I've been recording a lot of ships. In between the clouds, but it's been raining. It's kind of like we're in rain season for three months already. Uh, That's a drag, because I love filming the sky, but I don't get to see the sky much. But outside of that, I've been involved with just about everything under the sun. I do a couple radio shows. I do one on Tuesday with Tina Bird, and that's all about being abducted and stuff as well. So I've been in this world since I was, basically I was six years old when it started for me, and it never ended uh, it started growing by the time I was 12, and then it escalated later on. I was working with UFO abductees in, I guess it was 52, 62, 72. From 72 on, I was already working with abductees, and it wasn't a big thing. Nobody talked about it. Uh, I was I created the word past life regression. I started doing psychic implant removals, uh, and that was all my own creation. I never followed anybody. Uh, whoever says they created it first, I don't care what they say. I know a person that said she did, uh, but she did it many years after I was already doing it. But uh, as far as what's happening, I feel that a lot of people have been abducted, and they're being programmed to believe that the abduction's an incredible thing. And I've been on my, uh, to my best of my abilities, searching out the truth. So uh, with that, I'll give back to TJ. All right. So you, you want people to get in touch with you as Hawksblood at Hawksblood1 at AOL.com? Yes, that's the site I'm always in. Okay, I'll put that up there. All right. Well, that's at the bottom of this little intro for Teresa Morris. I got off of my 
Zulu for publishing. And I, I don't guess Janet's going to call in tonight. She's got a full coast, but maybe she couldn't get in. So Tommy and I have been working together since she introduced us. Actually, she brought him on my show the first time. She's been bringing people on ever since in syndication uh, for people that she felt I may be interested in uh, archiving over here on my side. So I have my archive. She has hers, and Tommy has his. But uh, Tommy uh, met uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett, who actually came down here to Gulf Breeze, Florida. I believe it was 95 with 85 or 95. I have to look up with uh, there was a conference down here. And uh, with uh, Richard Hoagland. And uh, then Dr. Greer was down here. And there was a sighting here in Gulf Breeze that put Gulf Breeze on the map. And I've seen and been abducted from down here. I wouldn't say abducted, though. I'd say taken. I like the word taken. Taken up, like in the Bible prophecies. When <laughs> and I've had Thor's protection So uh, I've sort of Placed our UFO groups We've got to dig get into the brain And uh, The other side of Ascension Age And uh, a lo- Tommy Can talk to me about the Nine And the gods because Tommy Will be helping me with the UFO Secret space above Our own atmosphere And stratosphere Tommy is aware of many old uh, myths and legends on the planet. He doesn't necessarily agree that it's written word, but I think he'll go as far as saying the written Bible about angels and even possibly, I'm not sure about the books uh, of uh, old, the Bhagavad Gita and uh, the Numa Lish and the Emerald Tablets and all of that. But Tommy, I'd really like you tonight to help me. We're going to launch in 2020 our ontology metaphysical Groups talking about all the words that we use, and starting from ground. And now the Air Force is letting up in 2020, thank goodness, because we have the secret space program. I don't know if you're keeping up with it, but Dr. Sala is uh, in our UFO group in uh, Hawaii. Dr. Michael Sala is posting for us on that, but uh, we're going through. MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, where Kathy Martin and Denise Stoner here in Florida were helping us quite a lot with our abductees. But I think uh, Denise told me that Kathy wants to take a break right now. We're having a big changeover in the Mutual UFO Network. But still, again, if you'd like to pay your dues like I do, you can just go to MUFON.com. It's only one really in existence taking on paid memberships besides Tommy and I. And Tommy and I just charge $2 a month, unless you want to be an active member, and then you can pay $10 a month, but you can go to patreon.com and uh, forward slash Teresa J. Morris. It's T-H-E-R-E-S-A-J-M-O-R-R-I-S.com, patreon.com, and that's what a lot of our creators are doing now, so they can recoup their expenses for the cost, uh, because the cost isn't going to go away, folks, for us uh, who are doing our best to put out open source information. So we ask for very little, 
and uh, Tommy dropped off, but he'll be back in a minute, I hope. Tommy, I know you've been having trouble with your equipment. Apparently, Janet is too. Hawaii always has trouble, so over here in Gulf Breeze, we have really good uh, equipment, and mine's been upgraded through Mediacom to 5G, and I've got all new equipment over here, and I've got some new computers, and we're ready to rock and roll come 2021, so... Uh, if you are an agent, a consultant, or an organizer, and would like to uh, know me as Teresa Jeanette Thurman Morris, TJ Thurman, Jay Morris, in uniform or out, I'm I'm retired. I no longer wear uniforms, uh, but we have the Allied Command organization that is for the veterans, and of uh, all. It doesn't matter, you know, if you served in uniform or out of uniform or you were GS, general service or wage grade, or if you just had affiliation with our governments, or if uh, you have just a uh, urge to uh, be an artist or an author or consultant, researcher, anything to do with the UFO secret space shows, our, our UFO association, please give us a call at Eight five zero three six eight six zero five six five forty seven twenty. That's my home uh, headquarter number, and my cell phone is eight five zero three seven six nine one hundred. And due to the brands I've been branding as TJ Morris Online, made in the USA, and ACIR and ACO, I've been branding those uh, since. Oh, gosh, as long as I can remember, but for sure since 2003. But I used Ascension Center in Hawaii for our Ascension Center organization first with Psychic Network. And uh, AT&T wanted me to get a certain number over there and do readings online, and I just didn't want to do it. But when I came over to California, since I was already first in commerce and copyrighted, with Tim Berners-Lee, and, uh, and I'd like to make sure that we uh, we really know Tim Berners-Lee, and he was born in London, England, and he is the one that really made all of this possible because we had ARPANET with the government, and I knew what we had out in the UFO secret space shows. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying shows just to, for entertainment purposes. Tonight, uh, I ought to put this under entertainment, I guess. Let me see. We have spirituality, psychology, television, politics, lots of politics, podcasting, paranormal. I guess I could put it under paranormal technology, writing, legal, comedy. I wonder if it's social networking, hobbies. There's so many topics we could fall under with uh, the way that VoxNest now owns blog talk radio but uh to be honest uh i'm going to put under education i don't know if i should put under entertainment or not maybe what do you guys think entertainment we're we're education too i'm gonna put under entertainment think it's entertainment education i don't know folk life is folk life but ufo secret space i'll put under education the category tonight and uh I guess Tommy, maybe he's coming back, maybe he's not. But Tommy, you're not showing, neither is Janet. So 
they could be having trouble tonight. So uh, we've got some videos we're putting out there just to let you know that we're here and existing here on the planet. And uh, we are going in 2020 to a new language. I don't know if uh, any of you keep up with Microsoft, but uh, I'm having to go back to school basically just online and watch UFO YouTube socially, the disposition and roles of how we're doing uh, realizable entities. And uh, thank God that we're in ontology here at the UFO Secret Space Show and UFO Association because our domains and ontologies, uh, aircraft, aircraft maintenance, ISO, IEC 21838, that's our top level with atmospheric feature. And uh, I believe that the UFO business, due to J. Allen Hynek and the Blue Book and a lot of other people I'd like to mention, but we've done so with Jan Aldrich and going historically correct maybe into our design of information technology. But I'll be more about the public domains and what they mean and what they do and how we don't have to pay for them as a membership dues we'll just put our name and link and let you have your archives and your database we're all going to the cloud anyway but uh, we'll be discussing the moon landing and the currents in mars and uh, the people and the instances and uh, in the class today bfo 2020 we had objects attributes processes and we are separating uh, in the language for ontologists in the UFO Association. We are learning to talk to each other about the difference between plane on the ground, so to speak, objects, attributes, and processes, the, the continuant, and the occurrent. So it's going to be interesting that uh, for people that go through our classes, so I recommend this show uh, to those of you that are joining us in this series, UFO Secret Space Shows on Friday by UFO Association, because there's a lot to uh, there's a lot of work here that we need inside cyberspace, not just uh, the way it used to be with writing and uh, the newspapers and clipping newspapers. That's the old way, and now, uh, of course, we have videos we can use with our phones. And don't uh, touch them up. Just if you if you have something that you get in your cell phone, please just uh, take it and uh, let uh, MUFON find out the closest chapter of a investigator or someone uh, that does the claiming of your phone with what you've got to capture uh, your information. Because uh, the less tampering, the better. We call that the chain of events. And uh, you would be the point of contact with your phone facing uh, astrally or up above, uh, pointed towards the sky or on land, on the land. But we would ask you to please uh, video what you can. Everybody is a publisher. Everyone is a videographer now with your smartphones around the world. And we are just happy to be uh, the ambassadors of goodwill chosen here. Thanks to Tim Berners-Lee and getting this out to the uh, domestic or uh, non-government uh, commercial personnel on the ground. And we will uh, really uh, your name on that. We will give you what we call a byline in journalism. 
and uh, our education services. And uh, my daughter went to renew my licenses here in Santa Rosa County in Gulf Breeze, Florida, so we can be our UFO Mecca chapter with MUFON and uh, make sure that we work as trained investigators and uh, historians and developers on the computers to help you with your domains, links, and websites any way we can to store your data. And uh, big data is really hard. But uh, we are going with uh, ISO, IEC 21838, like I said, to the top level. And uh, we're going with design information technology with public domains. And the public domains means you do not have to pay for it. The government's not paying for it. So we will probably, we're going to do our best to become a nonprofit like MUFON, which is under astronomy and science uh, for their 501c3. So we're going for hours here in uh, education and uh, spirituality, actually, to separate our Ascension Church Ohana as one that believes alien civilizations exist. And uh, we have the continuant and the occurrence. So the planets and the moon would be on the continuant side, like people, and the occurrence would be like the moon landing, is the way I understand it. People and planets are on the continuant side specifically. So uh, if anyone in the developing world with MUFON would like to give me a call, I'll try to help in the, the data uh, structure. And uh, we were doing ontology with the different trees of the different groups, and we uh, just, they weren't working too well. So we're going to do our best to set up uh, people's instances and the occurrence instances and uh, how we can realize a better process. And uh, socially, uh, we have grounds and the function, and then uh, the temporal region, the process of functioning and production and the trust. So we're going to do that in everything, including journalism, television, entertainment, media. And we have all that with the three WC groups. And uh, we're getting really uh, good with all of our animation now and setting stuff inside virtual reality now. So it's going to be harder and harder to understand in the UFO uh, secret space shows what's real and what's not. So we want to make sure that somehow in uh, cyberspace, all of us working together, we have the Internet highway inside cyberspace inside the UFO Secret Space Show. And the UFO Secret Space Show is entertainment and it's educational entertainment by the UFO Association. But we also use above the atmosphere and the stratosphere outside the Milky Way galaxy, which sure shocks a lot of people, that the UFO Secret Space Show also uses the Andromeda galaxy as a point of reference with M13 because so many of our channelers have worked with the... Uh, Mysterious Nine, and uh, a lot of people, including on Ancient Aliens of the History Channel, have recently had a show, or maybe it wasn't recently, maybe I, uh, well, let me look, let me look and see if I can put my shows, let me uh, just talk, Ancient Aliens New, now mine only go back to, yeah, Mysterious Nine is 
Series 11, Episode 8. If you will refer to the Mysterious Nine in investigation and to the theory of nine godlike extraterrestrials that have influenced events on Earth, you'll understand a lot more about channels such as uh, Carla Mc... What's Carla's last name? Good lands. I'm getting old, folks. The Love and Light community, basically. We have various domains and different people that I was helping Carla. She was in Kentucky. She was got ill. My husband was ill at the same time, and she and I had the same computer uh, person that put us together as authors and covered uh, ascension and uh, ancient wisdom and channeling. She was, I believe, Episcopal. I wish she Presbyterian. I forgot what, uh, anyway, her friends, now David Wilcock lived in her basement for, helped for a couple of years, and he was with another guy that they both got channeling, and uh, David was looking out like and channeling and learning how to do readings, but uh, he uh, worked with she and I, well, I don't think he even knows who I am, but the Mysterious Nine is uh, who I was channeling with or for or around uh, not knowing what I was doing in the early 70s when I got involved with Aquarian Age Bookstore in Houston, Texas. Now, those ladies saw me as a, a spiritual person that had psychic abilities and uh, had me read just about every book they had. I bought every book. I guess I helped to make a lot of money, but I was making a lot of money so I could spend it on books. But uh, there was another girl named uh, Anna Hayes, and uh, she's Ashiana something. She got married to Jean, Jean Ashia. She was on Carrie Cassidy, and I just happened to catch her. Uh, she had somebody make up some really good uh, visuals with a little pointer and showing uh, M13 Andromeda and then how the uh, – we use our uh, Merkabas when we go inside, when you do your meditation and go deep inside and find your inner self. Uh, so I'm just dropping a couple of names that I don't know them personally. I don't know David Wilcock personally. I've uh, helped promote some of his work, not all of it, but some of it. Uh, and Ashiana or Anna Hayes through Tommy Hawksblood, who lived with her and New Jersey. I wish Tommy had come back so we could talk about it. Uh, I don't know if you can hear him or not. He may have said something. But uh, I'm going to reveal a lot of names and pull some threads together through people that may or may not even know that it's important because uh, the government does watch. We have watchers just like we have men in black. They're real and they're not bad, I wouldn't think. They're just assigned certain jobs. Uh, we have a black budget for our intelligence community. I understand there's 16 of them all together under the – I'd have to go back and look that up now, uh, the director of our, uh, the council. And uh, now in our government, under ARPA, DARPA type of stuff, uh, when we have the government in the United States of America, we do have classifications and levels of intelligence as well as cybersecurity. 
And I, I'm pre. I'll show you how old I am in <laughs> in and out of country, folks. We European theater. <laughs> uh, back in uh, back in the day, we didn't even have Homeland Security, so I'm way before 2011. Let's see. This is Tommy calling in. I think Tommy, is that you again? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've been having so many problems every which way. I think you're getting all your problems. Okay. Well, I was just mentioning uh, some of the different domain names that we're going to talk about in the diagrams. Talking about now, I want you to help me for the uh, setup for our our videos and how we're going to train people in our webinars, but. Uh, we're going to separate the ascension part of learning from the UFO part, and I would put the UFO parts in the lower realms, either in our own uh, solar system, and I, well, I would think in the galaxy, because most of the people you've known in your life and seen on the internet that have had domains or groups have been those that have been inspired by channelers, uh, people that inspire or get some type of information from maybe their higher self or they feel like they've had an uplink to higher sources. And just like with Gene Roddenberry, and uh, you remember Frank Strange's with Val Thor, Valiant Thor right, at 1957? Right. Yeah. yeah, Frank mm-hmm. Strange's, and he wrote a book. I haven't read it yet, folks, but it goes with today's Getting Started for the UFO Secret Space Show. Uh, and the ACO club that Tommy and I are in for American Communications Online and Alien Contact Organization is the fact that we are responsible for helping ontology, nomenclature, epistemology, and helping people inside cyberspace. And we're talking about the highest levels, not Destination Mars and not the uh, Pleiades, even uh, David Icke, I can mention all kind of names, Corey Good, they all talk about the lower echelon. Uh, William Tompkins, Dr. Michael Sala all agreed to work together and, because they met IFO Congress. And uh, Tommy hasn't been to one of those, nor have I, but a real estate gentleman was wound up with it over there from uh, Bob. Do you remember, uh, what's Bob's name, Tommy, that helped back in the day get all these UFO groups Bob. going? He, yeah, Bob. Brown. Uh, Bob Brown. Yeah, he's he's somewhere in Colorado. He was emailing me, but he, he was flying all over. He has a really huge, he has the ability, I guess he has a huge database. He probably has one of the larger databases for the UFO uh, secret space show. And uh, the UFO con, or uh, but you haven't you haven't worked with Paula Harris either, have you? Out of McLaughlin or Laughlin, Nevada? No. no. Okay. Are you going to go to the uh, UF mutual UFO? Uh, why don't I meet you in Las Should Vegas do. in July? If this uh, COVID nineteen thing is over, we need to meet. You want to try to do Las Vegas with do- the captain? You like him, Captain McDonald? He runs uh, uh out of Cincinnati, Ohio. See, you know, I just wrote a I just wrote a long letter to the to move on. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm. You know me. Well, I'm you a have rebel. to establish yourself in Hawaii. I think they're going through reorganizations because so many people are dropping out. So uh, 
they may wind up like Kufos, but let's hope not. But maybe well, uh, the my friends here. The government has me set up as the director and the lead investigator, uh, but I'm retired. So all I can do is put in my own little missionary money through my ministries. Well, I know. Go ahead. The two people I'm friends with here, they're going to build the biggest UFO home station in the world. And it's going to be on seven acres. They got a giant, giant complex that they move. They're bidding on it. They should know today if they're going to get it. Uh, they're getting funded. I don't know who's funding my friends right now, but they're getting lots of money. Uh, well, they've been taking such so, an interest in it for several years since you and I started here on TJ Mars ET Radio. Everybody in the world sending them their, but everybody in the world sending them their videos. Well, that's so good. They're, they're going about, to be an archive of videos, and then the only thing is that. Uh, you know, if they're doctored, Tommy, or we've got, I was just talking about that. If it came, what equipment was used, it's going to be very hard to establish chain of command. And if it's real or not, uh, but what's real, right, folks? But, I mean, videos that are capturing uh, virtual reality or reality. So there's a lot of misinformation, information, and disinformation in the entire world right now. And it's quite in chaos because we don't have control of our cyberspace unity. And Russia and China have made a pact to keep us out of their stuff. And so we're going to be talking about sovereignty in space, but on the planet as well. Now, we're going, you know, we're doing our best to keep data in the cloud now, but we're just going to have to all work together. It's going to be a real trust factor. So. But let's say, Tommy, that the two gentlemen, they have some nine-tenths of the moon or moon over Miami or something, don't they? What is it? What's their domain? What? Uh, oh. The domain of third, the gentleman. Third, third phase third of the moon. Phase, third phase of moon. Just third phase of moon. Well, I know right. you, you like them and you like their work and you're there and you're, are you strategically located on the same planet? I mean, the same, uh, not planet. Well, there are. Island? There are well, half, planet half too. We're both on the <laughs> same island. They're, We're both on both a big on island. island. Okay. Okay, folks, let me get centered here. Focus. Uh, we do psychic shows and we do. Ascension shows and well, we do UFO shows. <laughs> well, they just did a show, show yesterday. They just what? did a show yesterday, and they they did a show, a, a big show online. And they had one of the guys here on this island work for the government with one of the highest clearances in the remote viewing world. He created what? all that, the, the the classifications and everything. Was it Joe and McMonagall? He, he interviewed him. It might be he's he's here on this island. That's all I know. I, they showed him. He's an older guy. And he went to interview him, and he explained all the, the levels of remote viewing. Yeah, Hawaii is uh, a hot spot for uh, old ufologists, old men in black, and even some alienologists and terraformers. I loved living in Hawaii, and I loved all the contact with all the higher-level intelligence in Mensa, too. What are you doing, Tommy? It's really loud on the phone. I'm going to go outside. She, the music's playing, and it's kind of like coming over. Oh, well, yeah. Hold on. There's a I'm going to mute it. Over. I'm muted. I'm going to get outside. Okay. 
Well, folks, uh, we've got so many videographers, videographers, I guess is the proper way to say it. And, uh, of course, we have various groups, but the largest one in the world is MUFON. And uh, I guess they're going to do their best. We've got the directors have gotten really old. <laughs> They've grown old. <laughs> and uh, we don't have a lot of new people coming in with the intelligence or the skill, or maybe they have the intelligence or skill, but they don't have the uh, persistence or the motivation because they don't like groups are giving up the data into uh, open source. But uh, actually, it was a nonprofit, and uh, it has a 501c3. Uh, I checked it out today. I made sure I sent it to Denise here that's going to chapter me and go breeze through. Uh, I like Captain McDonald. I've talked to him. He's a real human being. He's very nice, very cordial, older gentleman. I believe he's about my age. I'm 68. He may be a little younger, a little older, but it was very sweet that in Cincinnati, bless his heart, he was devoting his whole entire life to MUFON and his wife and her sister. Uh, when I got involved, finally, after retiring, I thought I was retired and then found out I didn't retire till 2017, but who's counting, right? But uh, when you work for Center of UFO Studies and you're doing it voluntarily because uh, J. Allen Hynek asked you to, I didn't know what I was supposed to do because uh, most of the people were collecting the data and the raw data and doing the clipping of the newspapers, and uh, he moved it out. But Jan Aldrich uh, went with, uh, what is Green's first name, Brian Green maybe? Anyway, we covered it here on this show, so uh, – we're doing our best to try to track what's going on. We have several people in the world. I'm going to get their names between NICAP, KUFOS, and uh, APRO, and all that Jan's supplying us on Project 1947. And a lot of information. Uh, but there's a thread among all organizations, associations, and groups in Facebook whether we want to admit it or not. And most of all of us, actually, it's a rather small world as far as the old guys go. Okay, the baby boomers are those 55 and older. I'm speaking to you. <laughs> I'm 68, and I was one of the young ones when I got involved. Okay, that's why get involved at 33 years old. He was tapping out at 50-something. He died at a young age. Uh, matter of fact, let me look him up. Are you back, Tommy? Let me look up Jay Allen Hynek because I need his name. I had no idea he was dying, Tommy. Let me look. Jay Allen. Now you got Teresa and Tommy, American astronomer, Paul Hynek, Open Minds Project Blue Book. So I guess Paul is his son, Jay Allen Hynek. So probably for entertainment purposes, his son. His estate. But uh, Joseph Allen Hynek was an American astronomer, professor, and ufologist. He perhaps is best remembered for his UFO research. Tommy, put yourself on mute, darling. UFO research. Hynek acted as a scientific advisor to UFO studios undertaken by the U.S. Air Force. 
under three consecutive projects, Project Sign, Project Grudge, and Project Blue Book. Tommy, mute. Can you hear me? Can you mute? Sound like you're washing dishes and plucking chickens. <laughs> he was born May 1st, 1910, Chicago, Illinois, and he died April 27th, 1986 in Scottsdale, Arizona. His spouse was Mimi Curtis Heineck. She lived 1942 to 1986. Oh, my gosh. She, oh, Mary during that time, excuse me. I was going to say she died the same year. Martha Dune Alexander, 1932 to 1939. Children, Joel Heineck in education at the University of Chicago, 1931. Richard T. Crane Medical Prep High School. How about that? Well, he was the gentleman I met, and I guess he's most responsible for Project Blue Book, the date of death, April 27, 1986. So I had met him uh, between when I went in at 429.85 because I had just left Denver, Colorado is the way my mind wants to remember it. And uh, right there, uh, I was flying between 85 and 86 to Great Lakes, Illinois, for uh, uh, a swap over from IS, that's what the intelligence services, maybe IS, Air Force and Navy, and they were decided I didn't have to go to Antarctica, which was a good thing because I had friends loading up in the cafeteria with all these big, huge, uh, oh, my God, the equipment with the fur. Oh, my gosh. Heavy, heavy equipment. I was so glad I didn't have to go. But uh, by the time he met me on an airplane, I was reading uh, Aliens Among Us, so he asked if I believed that. But somehow he he had gone over – he was flying somewhere, but they, it was it was I think it was a put up job, so he could meet me because I had had UFO experiences and it was in my record, and I'd already been uh, by the time I met him. No, I, let's see, yeah, I'd already been on the uh, Jesse Marcel case, sure had, yeah, and Stan Friedman. So people already knew who I was in the Navy because I'd been out to Balboa, I believe, 76 Hospital, where they could put my Social Security in as a corpsman. So I didn't understand when they already said I was a corpsman, but I don't have any recollection or memory of that. So when I went back through boot camp, which I do remember the second time after I'd already been out of country in Europe and Japan and Africa and all these other places, uh, I remember, and well, I went to Spain and Portugal, but uh, I went back 429.85, was enlisted, and it was a leap year, and so I had four years per, so that was 32 years, and then later on, they had me sign another contract, and then another contract at Fort Hood. And I uh, had to do another ASVAB. So I don't know how many ASVABs they've got on or U.S. Treasury or D-Lab test on me. But apparently I did pretty good because I was smart. <laughs> but uh, J. Allen Hynek got hold of me. And uh, I didn't know what I was agreeing to. But isn't that just the way it is when you're young and dumb? And, well, I won't go the rest of it. But most of you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, Tommy, tell me what you know about Ashiana are uh, this haze that's going to get to be a part of the 
Ascension and the Andromeda part over there with the Collins, because this is all part of Ace Folk Life. It doesn't have to be part of UFO Secret Space, although it is, because it goes under the nine in channeling with... Uh, what was uh, Carla's last name, Tommy, in Kentucky? Was it McCarty? I don't know. I, I think you asked me right. about Anna. Yeah, let's, is it Anna Hayes? Let me go look up Carla. Uh, a real name, Carla. But she changed well, it to you whatever you said, the you first know. word. Let me talk about the girl you Well, it's the same about. person. Basically, right. she did all her work with aliens, claimed she knows everything about everything. The beginning of Earth, beginning of life, beginning of the races that came here. She claims she has every story that can be told. She knows all the alien races. She said she worked with, I think, 137, and she classifies each one of them. She's one of the only people that I know that did that. But uh, she takes her daughter on a ship with her, which I don't know how good or bad that is. But I saw a video she did, a 12-hour video, which explained all her alien friends. But she, she, she says she's living in a world without karma, and she's here to do a lot of things. Uh, but I knew her before and after she was famous. Uh, she was psychic to a level that my friend was at because she saw his ship, and he always said his ship was above us. So uh, she had some incredible artwork. She drew most of it in black and white and had these artists color it in. And uh, it looks incredible. I mean, the designs, the graphics, and all that stuff is is really, really incredible. But uh, what she translated to is a different story. She's been famous for, I'd say she's been working on getting famous for the past 24 years. Uh, she was living with my friend way back then. Uh, when she wrote her first two books, she wrote them in a month. And then she started her success that way. But in the interim, now she's claiming a lot of things. So uh, most people in the UFO world that are trying to talk like she does assumes that they're the higher power. And they have a lot of uh, the inner knowledge that very few people have or can touch. And it goes as far as how man was made, what races brought him here, what races did what to who. I mean, it's all the stories that aliens program people with. And that she's totally into it. I challenged her a few times when I met her. Uh, so I didn't agree with much that she said. Because at that time, she said she was above karma. And I said, if you're above karma, you wouldn't be on this planet. Uh, and that's my teachings, what I was shown, what I experienced. And second of all, like you were talking about, aliens don't go into the higher realms. They don't have feelings and emotions. They can't get there. Uh so where they go is back to planet Earth. If they go anywhere, aliens are reincarnating to this planet. And that's why a lot of people think they were aliens, because they probably were. But all these con contracts that they say they signed with aliens in their last life, you don't sign a contract with an alien for your next life. And if you do, you have no awareness of anything, because you wouldn't want to do that. Because the idea is to move on, not to come back. So anybody that's trying to come back is already looking to, to stay here for some unknown reason. Uh, I can go into that because, I mean, Buddhist teachings, 
go into the aspect of going into the bliss state. And the bliss state is the space between this world, the yes world, and the world beyond that, which it doesn't go past. So it's a void state being totally one with nothingness, if you can perceive that. And what it actually means, you let go of who you are, what you are, and you become part of the light and sound. You resonate within that, but you're not thinking. You're no longer concerned with anything other than vibrating within that. And if that's what you want to do for infinity, you can. It's an open, it's an open thing if that's where you perceive to want to go, but that's where Buddha went. He never attained a higher level. Sorry to say that, people. I know I live with a Buddhist Lama, and it's hard for me to talk with her because Buddha didn't believe in God. So how could you get somewhere when you don't believe in it? Or how would you know about it if you don't believe in it? You wouldn't. So uh, for me, most teachings, which I studied many of them, I realized they don't want to go to God. They want to become self-realized, God-realized, and think they're God. And that's the whole problem with this whole thing about being one with the universe right now, which a lot of people want to be. I said, be one with a bunch of stars. I said, see where that gets you. Uh, be one with the universe. Or even be one with the sun. See where that gets you. The sun's going to burn out. And even if you stay here as long as the sun does, you're not growing spiritually, even though people believe they are. So it's a contradictory almost in every aspect of what's being taught, told, and lectured about in the UFO world and the spiritual world. And the only reason why I could talk about this I had five deaths. I spent half of my life traveling to the higher worlds, not the lower worlds. The lower world means the physical astral, and you move into the mental plane when you attain, when you go past uh, self-realization into God-realization. And God-realization doesn't mean you become God either, which very few people understand. So there's just so many contradictories why I'm trying to do a, a lecture and a workshop to bring a little more truth to people that want to hear it because it's very important to move forward if you want to leave the lower realm. And the thing that other people don't talk about in any realm is Satan and the demons. Uh, you might hear somebody speak about it once or twice here and there, but to go into detail why planet Earth is what it is and why people stay here and reincarnate over and over is because they're attached to it. And if you can't give, up, can't give up attachment, you'll never leave planet Earth. You'll reincarnate, come back for all the stupidest reasons. Uh, and it has nothing to do with God. So uh, the word is, what do you want to attain in this lifetime? What are you willing to do to attain that? Many people are not willing to go out of their way, meaning putting time in to do the exercises, to do the learning, studying your dreams, studying life in itself studying the things that keep us here, help us grow. And there's very little truth that we learn here that helps us grow spiritually. If you think giving a homeless person food makes you grow spiritually, it doesn't. I mean, people want to say, well, I gave, I help people when they fall down. Well, that's a natural instinct. It should be a natural instinct. You shouldn't have to be, uh, well, I'm going to get good points because I took the person off the ground or I gave money to charity. All these rich people that give money to charity think they're doing a good thing paying their debt off and you don't pay it off that way. I just heard a song, love can't be bought, sold and all that, which is true, but it's the same with spiritual growth. You can't buy it. You can't sell it. When somebody tries to buy it or sell it, they're not buying what they're trying to buy. And you can't, you can't buy spiritual awareness and you can't sell it either. 
and very few people maintain that awareness or care about the definition of what it means to sell spiritual awareness. I mean, you, you do a conference, you charge $5,000 or even $50 or $500. Uh, what are you charging for? Well, I'm teaching them how to become a fifth dimensional being or a sixth dimensional being. I mean, those words sound great to somebody that's, oh, well, you're only third or fourth dimension. Uh, no, we're already in fourth dimension. We have been for a long time. Fourth dimension means we can do remote viewing, astral projection. That's what fourth dimension is. So to say you're going to fifth dimension, guess what? You're going to be leaving your body and not coming back to it because you won't need a body. All these things are so simple, but more, more speakers like to make them much more complicated than they are, give it much more meaning than it should have. We're here for one mission, and that mission is to understand what soul is, which is what we are. And when you do that, there's no reason to stay here. Well, I'd like to introduce Tommy Stubbs and the original uh, book that uh, I had my, uh, I guess, channeling of the nine and Thoth and Trismegistus. And he had his and the Michael teachings. And I don't, it says he's 73, but I had heard he died a long time ago from his, uh, oh, the, one of the women, uh, Car, a friend of mine, Carolyn Flowers of Colorado, that helped uh, promote his book and helped him, uh, well, publish it. And uh, and then she started working with Dr. Michael Sala. Michael, uh, it was Michael, uh Michael's teachings, 85. So uh, he was studying Michael's Education Foundation and the J.P. Van Hull Life Test, Planetary Information Flow. Now, folks, I just need to have you understand that not only did I have curiosity about the mysterious mind, but channeling and related materials, but I was interested in all of the metaphysics as a student. Tommy, are you walking or what are you doing, darling? I'm walking. I got to walk today. I told you I had my partner singing. Oh, so you are walking. Okay. Well, folks, just so you know, he's moving so he can talk because it aggravates his Buddhist partner. (laughs) Doing UFO space and radio, huh? And ascension work. Yeah. Tommy, I do appreciate it, but I need you to understand as well as everybody that's going to be in the UAP associates, that the psychic people do have gifts, just like you do, in empaths, such as your Buddhist bodhisattva partner, because empaths can feel a lot. And a lot of people don't believe in the indigo children, but the indigo children that was also started from a psychic that wrote about it, about children coming in as empaths, and then Dolores Cannon. But we have a whole movement that's been a part of these UFO groups that I've investigated and researched to see how, and I've got the threads through Carla in Kentucky and David Wilcock that lived with her. So these channels, including the one Ashiana Dean, was that her name? The Ashiana was on. Uh, Hayes, well, I forgot her last she was on well, Carrie Cassidy, folks, so you can look her up. Right. Carrie well, Cassidy follows her teaching. She has her own. 31. She has her own site. She has her own site. Okay. But if you type 
Anna Hayes and UFOs, it'll pull her up, and then you can pull up her site. Okay, I've never met her. She looks like a very sweet lady. Is she younger than me, Tommy? Was she your age or younger than you? Well, I think she's a little younger than me. I mean, I met her many years ago. I met her, what, about 30 years ago. She was pretty young then. I mean, she's 30 years older now. Well, Tommy has been a mainstay and an anchor, folks, in the metaphysical world. And uh, he's been a metaphysician and did a lot of study in and out of body. He knows a lot about what I talk about out of death, near death, much more than most medical physicians have talked to me about. Because I'm surprised through the years how much the medical system, as much as we need it, and it's a part of who we are, uh, just like economics and religions (laughs) and traditions, uh, but metaphysics, ontology is what I'm speaking about. And the UFO Association is very much a part of that. But so is the Ascension Center, which is the Ascension Center organization I began, and the Ace Metaphysics in that uh, psychic network. And we're bringing it back and pulling it all back around so I can have those that were not in the government prior to 1985 understand that during the it was after the Eisenhower I was born and Tommy was born so uh, Truman I think Tommy was born in 1952 right Tommy right Truman was was president in 49 was he was he your president though when you were born because I no no he was born he was president in 49 Truman became uh, Eisenhower became president I think in 51 all right well Truman was still president I was born December 26 1951 so he must have been the president when I was born and then Eisenhower came in well I can look that up right here on Google I guess well I I can tell you Eisenhower came in later Truman created Majestic 12 not Eisenhower let's see Majestic 12 well, Dwight well, Eisenhower, by uh, born October 14th, 1890 in Denison, Texas. So he was a real Texan. He died well, March 28th, 1969, Washington, D.C. He was, president. he was president from January 20th, 1953 until January 20th, 1961. His vice president was Richard Nixon. 1953 to 1961. Okay, so Truman was our president. So that means, folks, it just means who was the president when you're made in the USA, like Tommy and I are called made in the USA. We are our persons. Our persons were made here. Biological, because we talk about uh, other than biological now due to AI and robots, and I'm a cyborg, and so is Tommy. Tommy and I are what's called cyborgs, but we were born uh, whole biologicals under Harry S. Truman, 33rd president of the United States. Harry S. Truman was the 33rd president of the United States from 1945 to 1953. He was succeeded upon the death of Franklin D. Roosevelt after serving as the 34th vice president. He implemented the Marshall Plan to rebuild the economy of Western Europe and establish the Truman Doctrine in NATO. He was born May 8, 1884, in Lamar, Missouri. And he died, oh, on my birthday, December 26, 
1972 in Kansas City, Missouri. I remember that was a really tough day for me. I finally got to go to his place in his in Kansas City. But presidential term April 12, 1945 until January 20th, 1953 and he was a democrat at that time, Democratic Party. Now, uh Tommy uh we can talk about Stan T. Friedman, which is like the godfather of the UFO Association because he helped me start it back in the day in 2006 with Tom, my husband. But uh, now 1957, is that when we're, we're talking about when uh, Hayes came to talk to Dwight D. Eisenhower? You've recently had a radio show with uh, Laura Eisenhower, who claims to be a, one of the granddaughters, although he didn't really, she didn't really know him. Now he was president 1953 to 1961. Now let me look up the the channeling starts with Valiant Thor when he flies in in 1957. So we have Ace Folklife or the UFO folklore. We call it ACO UFO folklore. But let me look up uh, Valiant Thor because he becomes a mainstay in the government because of the chaplain in the Pentagon. Now Valiant Thor. Uh, his book is a real How to Live Longer, The Stranger at the Pentagon. But let me see. It's the one the one that I want to make sure in our history books. It was The Chaplain at the Pentagon. Strangers was his name. Valiant Thor Alien Research in fandom, but it was Aliens. Valiant Thor at the Pentagon Prisoner. Listen to audiobooks by Valiant Thor. Now, uh, there's going to be a lot of impostors. And there's a rock band named Valiant Thor. So let's see if I can get the data. Is there no data? Data? I don't know. Well, Do y'all say data? There's probably not data? much on him because they brought him into the White House for two years, I think. And then, then he disappeared, or I should say he left. Uh, but the actual facts about that, I don't think there's too many people that can talk about that. Well, what happened to Frank Strange's The Stranger at the Pentagon revised? Let me look. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a picture of him, but he'll probably be in the National Archives, folks. We have Made in the USA, we have National Archives, but Stranger at the Pentagon was written, it uh, was revised. Oh my goodness, let's see. Looks like it got lost for a while, maybe, but Stranger at the Pentagon by, it was Chaplain Frank E. Stranges, S T R A N G E S. Isn't that an odd thing that his name would be Stranges? I wonder if that's his real name. Dr. Frank Stranges was born and educated in Brooklyn, New York. In Brooklyn, New York. Excuse me? What, Tommy? Uh, I didn't say ahead. anything. Okay. He received his Bachelor's of Divinity as well as his Ph.D. in Psychology and Philosophy from Faith Theological Seminary in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, down here. Florida, where I am. And I'm in the Panhandle, though, folks, in Gulf Breeze, <clears throat> near Mobile, in Pensacola. Dr. Stranges was a member of the Mayor's Advisory Council of Los Angeles and a member of the American Association for Social Psychology. He also held a Ph.D. from the National Institute of Criminology in Washington, D.C., and was accredited diplomat of the American Academy of Professional Arts. Just so you know, that doesn't sound like somebody that would be uh, talking in the Pentagon, okay? 
So he, Dr. Strange has authored books of scientific and religious subjects, including his classic, The Stranger at the Pentagon, which tells the unusual story of a spaceman named Valiant Thor. Because Thor was a real person who appeared in a public are in public on a few occasions, included the United Nations headquarters in New York City. The legend of the stranger at the Pentagon has grown before a real head-scratcher 21st century UFO researchers. Today, it's still one of the hottest topics in ufology and has spawned various other books, documentaries, and Hollywood-featured films. Now, besides him... <laughs> That's The Stranger at the Pentagon. We're going to start with that book and work forward December 15th, 2001 by Edward Stranges, Dr. Harler A. Bird introduction. Now, I don't know who gets that, who has his estate, but he's no longer alive from what I can see. Not a lot on him. Uh, anyway, uh, now what about uh, we can go from The Stranger at the Pentagon. We can go back, folks. Anything prior to 1957 with the UFO Association, we're going to rely a lot on Jan Aldrich, one of our director members, because Dr. Bruce Maccabee, due to an illness, according to Jan Maccabee, they still want to be in our UFO Association. Of course, they're grandfathered in, just like Stanton T. Friedman and George Filer, because uh, they asked me to back in the day. So we won't forget them, or Don Berliner, or Jan Aldrich, and uh, Green. What is that gentleman that came on? I wish he'd come on more. Uh, I think uh, Jan said he made him shy away a little bit from Facebook. Jan's been doing radio shows and Facebook social media, but I can't. It's Brian Green something. Anyway, folks, there's so many people out there, I can't remember them all. That's why we're going to do a Who's Who directory and link some, put up their links. If you have a domain name and a link, let us know uh, who you are. Uh, we're going to charge you $2 a month. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Teresa J. Morris and just list a dollar or $2 if you want. Nothing but a link in our stuff, and we'll be glad to provide a link. As long as you're, we can verify and bona fide uh, because just uh, – well, it's five eighty nine or roughly six dollars a month uh, to get on uh, MUFON and get there. But we're just starting with the people just to refer as a clearinghouse and a holding company under American Communications Online. Now, there's books uh, by Stan T. Friedman and Kathy Martin. I'll be more than happy to promote. I've got to get our uh, links up to Amazon. And give uh, the richest man in the world more money. You know, keep our world uh, going in space with all our books. He was a smart man. Lived in a little small house and drove a car and looked average normal. Boy, was I fooled. <laughs> Everybody was. Now he's running the world. He he was really smart. So we can do that too, folks. But we're going to just collect the minimum dues to link your domain. <laughs> And uh, we'll put out data on our radio shows and hopefully a newsletter for those that are members that want to hear from us. So we invite you to our various shows here at TJ CT Radio. Tommy, are you still there? Did you disappear? 
I hear you. You're still there somewhere. I'm still here. All right. Well, uh, the books that you and I write will be way down the road in the, this business. I can't find you on my show. Hold on. Let me go back into studio. I hope I don't mess this up. No, I can see us here. Maybe I just dropped the link. But you're still here. Good. Now, we've got uh, established 1947 with uh, Project 1947 with Jan Aldrich uh, and his database that he's working with people all over the world. And then MUFON, which has got trying to collect money from people for KUFOs as one of their uh, projects, which I verified today. And I'm trying to get here in Florida the uh, Gulf Breeze chapter Mecca set up for UFO Association and our UAP associates. But uh, Hawaii, we need to get you set up over there for UAP associates, UFO Association and Janet's running another show called UFO Secret Space right now with Penny Bradley and some other people on Aquarian Radio on Maui while Tommy's doing the Big Island. Now, Tommy, uh, if we cover Jan Aldrich and then move forward with books, and we've got to talk about Project Blue Book with J. Allen Hynek. And uh, many, many other books that are out there. Do you want to mention any that have been on your personal spiritual path? Well, you know, I met most most of the big speakers way back uh, when I was lecturing for Global Sciences. Uh, many of my friends died. Uh, the people that I thought were important would died or disappeared. Uh, and I don't want to talk about them because uh, nobody wants to, nobody can find anything about them anymore. The only people that I do talk about are the people that are alive. One of them's in Long Island in the Nut House, and he was a key person uh, for the UFO world, but they won't let him out. Well, could you give us and a little more in, in, intelligent level of uh, information on who you're speaking about? That's not one of those that was killed on that after that show well, with the governor of Minnesota, was it? No, no, that was that's Fred Bell. I'm talking about uh, John Ford. Fred he was Bell John Ford. Ford yeah. uh, was was the top UFO photographer in 1996. He shot so the best video, best video of a ship crashing on Long Island. And after that, he was arrested and put in a nut house. Uh, <laughs> and on public TV, well, Tommy, they said, I don't yeah, know radio. Well, maybe I better put us back under entertainment. <laughs> Right. I don't know how educational this is going to be, saying Nuthouse. It's under education. Maybe I ought to put it under entertainment. But anyway, I'll put it under entertainment. <laughs> okay, I changed this from education to entertainment because, all right, maybe we won't have to be so exact. Cross our I's and T's in entertainment. Go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> well, I use so, the word Nuthouse because well, what they said about him. I don't him, think that's politically the they- correct. In, in in 2020 But we will say well, maybe a mental Hospital gives people An idea Of uh, well, Mental mental means you're mentally disturbed So that would be a hospital For mentally disturbed hospital uh, For people that are is disturbed he in person? But, uh, He's in the nut house 
because he can't go to trial. Well, let me see he, what he I can can't pull go up to on trial. John Ford. Okay, folks. Uh, I know this is going to sound funny, him, but I'm, I'm using Google. Now, is it the film director, him, John Ford? No. Just type okay. John Ford in UFOs. USN but history. He's, Put in John Ford there, UFOs. UFOs. Yeah, John Ford UFOs. Long Island. UFO fan ruled unfit for trial in Long Island murder plot, 1997. Conspired to kill GOP officials with radium, January 3rd, 2019. Is that it? Long That's Island it. UFO plot trial of flying saucer true believer. Goodness, there's a lot of stuff here, Tommy. Which part well, do you want to he's, get? Well, I'm just saying, he was one of the most impeached important people as far as photography. Nobody shot a video as clear as he did of a UFO crash on the ground, uh, as well as the debris all around the ship. Spotify, let's say, New York Times, 1997, Bellport man who conspired to kill GOP June 3rd, 2019. Let me see what this is. This looks like who you're speaking of. Okay, Bellport man who conspired to kill GOP officials with radium and toothpaste wins transfer order. So he won a transfer order. No, I've not been selected to subscribe. Oh my gosh, five cents a week. No, I don't want that. Not now. Gosh, Tommy, while I'm on the line, folks, all these pop ups, good lands on radium plot. Let's see. It says uh, by Andrew Smith, the central figure in one of Long Island's most bizarre political murder conspiracy has won an order to be released from a secure psychiatric hospital to a less restrictive institution. John Ford, 70, he's only two years or a year and a half older than me, retired court officer from Bellport, was a delusional UFO enthusiast who conspired to kill top self-Republicans by putting radio See, that whole story is a lie. That whole, that whole story is a complete lie. They said he had a barrel of uranium, which is impossible. They said they were, he was going to lace it in toothpaste, in, in government people's toothpaste to kill him, which is a well, lie. Well, let me read you, you can't walk around with... he, Okay, let me read yeah. you what's said here because you're uh, triggered by this. He did so because he believed government officials were hiding contact with space aliens, forensic psychiatrists reported. He also wanted to burn down Suffolk Republican headquarters and promote conservative party politicians, they said, 1999, he pleaded not responsible by reason of insanity. So after hearing earliest this year, the Supreme Court Justice Elaine Saritsky Slobod, S-L-O-B-O-D, in upstate Goshen, ruled last month that Ford must be released from the Mid-Hudson Forensic Psychiatric Center. She wrote that although Ford remains mentally ill, he is not in danger to himself or anyone else. He has never directly threatened anyone or the staff at Mid-Hudson, had never involved in a physical altercation, has never attempted to abscond, Slobod wrote. But in knives, radiation counters, and other items were taken from his home in Bellport are displayed in a news conference by Suffolk officials on June 13, 1996. Now, the credit, Tommy, if you want to research this, the source is Newsday, forward slash Karen Wiles Stables, S-T-A-B-I-L-E. 
our style. Wait, wait, TJ, why would I want to research lies? Every aspect you just said is a complete lie. You can't go now into how do you know court. that? Why, why you know You can't that? go into a court of law. They're going to show evidence. How do you go into a court of law with radiation? You can't. First off, they said he had a barrel of uranium. It's impossible to get a bottle, a bottle, a barrel of uranium. He was in charge of MUFON in Long Island. He was the one that went out to crop circles to check to see if they were real. He used the Geiger counter. He used to check it with this little piece of uranium to make sure that it was working when he went out to the fields. They arrested him and said that piece of uranium was a barrel of uranium. And then they said he, that's, they were going to use that to put in toothpaste. You can't walk around with uranium and just stick it in toothpaste. What are people mentally disturbed that would say that? Because well, I guess he needed to plead insanity so he could get out of going to prison forever. It says well, look, well, that's right. Yeah, he had to. Exactly. Including a department, a Defense Department employee who procured radium for the planned attacks, pleaded guilty to their roles in the conspiracy and were sentenced to prison terms. So two other people got went to prison too, Tommy. So... I would expect you to go and investigate Newsday because you seem to be very uh, up on him. There's a picture of him, John Ford, at Bellport on the way to the arraignment on June 13, 1996. Uh, don't think it'll let me capture it for historical purposes, but uh, I would invite you to. Well, Peter Moon, Peter Moon, Peter Moon talks to him every month. Well, Peter Moon is he not a real talk- name. That's his. That's not. Uh, I have trouble. Well, Peter has. He has his. He, he told me his publishing real name. company under his name, but he has his publishing company under Peter Moon. He What's goes by Peter Moon to anybody now? that talks to him. Peter Moon uh, Publishing, or uh, Moon Moon uh, because it's based on his books, uh, To Kill a Moonrise and uh, To Kill a Sunrise, uh, all well, about the, the, the island. He was a very nice. He he called me on my birthday. And he knew me and gave me his real name, Peter Moon Books, okay? And he's been on my show here. So he's in our, uh, let's see, Peter Moon Books, Amazon. Yep, here's his picture. Let's see if he tells his real name. Peter Moon is the co-author and publisher of the Montauk Project book series and has written extensively on the subject of time travel and its associated subjects, including the occult and esoteric. Edited works, Transylvania Sunrise, and more. People that searched for him searched for Preston Nichols, who is now deceased and was on this radio show, and Stuart A. Swerdlow, who is still alive, as far as I know, was on this show. So uh, he has Skybooks products, and uh, he told uh, he told me his real name. Peter did, but I've forgotten. Now Peter and Peter Moon and Preston Nichols came on here together. So it's on here somewhere, folks, if you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, but we've had a lot of people throughout history, and in the last uh, – since 2012 to 20, 28 years, Tommy and I and Janet have shared uh, talking to people, conversations. And, uh, you know, we want to cite our sources if uh, it's possible. Now, Peter – uh, will tell you his real name if you ask him. He he told me, but I just can't remember it because I don't interact with him anymore like I did in 2012 to 14. He wrote Pyramids of Montauk in 95, the Montauk book in 2005, 
the Montauk book of something, The Black Sun, 1997. But uh, what else now? Let's keep going. Preston Nichols, you want to discuss? Now, that uh, the time traveling we were doing with Stuart Anderson, Preston Nichols, and uh, Peter Moon here on the radio show. And Stuart Anderson was going to meet me, and he carried my paranormal shows and my paranormal websites. And then he disappeared, Stuart Anderson. He went over to India. He was working on uh, gravity, space, and time. He was really intelligent with the Air Force. I don't know what happened to – I don't think he's dead. He was working at the United Nations level, and he was going to come to Kentucky when I lived in Beaver Dam. Do you remember Stuart Anderson? Am I saying the right name? Bob Anderson, Robert Anderson? Peter Moon would know. Uh we should have Peter back well, on. Well, I, I, I just kind of stopped talking to Peter Moon. I stopped talking to Robert Morning Star. Uh, you know, I, I don't like people that I can't agree with at any level. Uh, it's hard for me to talk to somebody that I feel is talking out of left field, because uh, basically, when Peter Moon was putting out all his books, and he was with uh, Nick, uh, I, I was friends with part of the Montauk Project, Al Bielik. Al Bielik is the one that went back in time. Peter Moon was involved. had data, and he collected information. And I think, let me look. Now, was he in, he was in Tennessee, was he not? Let me look at, I don't remember all my mm-hmm. investigations. Hold on. B-I-E. Now, I know that he was involved. Did He came on our radio show, didn't he? Or did he? Philadelphia Experiment, right? No, yeah, so, but uh, he died. He died too. Okay, so Al, it wasn't Al that came on then, Al Bielik, but it was no, Preston it was, Nichols and Peter Moon. He was, he was still you alive. Can he confirm that, that they, you weren't on the show, it was Janet. Janet brought them, and I made a, I, I talked to Peter about coming on and bringing on uh, Preston, and Janet wanted to be on the show. Al Bielik speaking on the Philadelphia experiment, alleged military experiment supposed to, supposed to allegedly, to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States of America, around October 28, 1943. So, folks, we do cover time travel now with time, space, and gravity, but from a more educated down-to-earth, but we can look for disambiguations, as we say in Wikipedia, on the Philadelphia experiment, but the story of time travel we're looking at as possible now that we know universes and other universes exist. But uh, Al Bielik claimed to be a time traveler who went back in time as part of a secret government project, and he began sharing his predictions of the world. Uh, during World War II, it was rumored that the American government might have been conducting sketchy experiments as part of a war effort under the radar. And so the tests were called USS Eldridge, and there has been movies made as the Philadelphia Experiment. So television gets hold of some of these stories and makes some great videos or movies. And then they become part of our ace folk life history, <laughs> travel and transportation. But the secrets and the cover-ups happened during the experiment that was left a mystery because some people say they were testing out microwaves back then before we had microwave radar that we know about. <laughs> And since he was born, Al Bielik, he was born in 1927. 
But later on, he meets a brother or, uh, of his father, and uh, there was a movie about his – it says, as, a, as Al went through life, he was known as the walking encyclopedia, classmates said, because he didn't really understand why his brain was able to retain so much information. He didn't know what he learned a lot of. On the 60th birthday, fl- the clues started coming together, and he began understanding. So in 1988, Bielik was watching a science fiction movie, The Philadelphia Experiment, and the film was based on a true story. So the movie didn't seem comprehensible to anyone other than Al. During the movie, he got a chilling and unsettling feeling that his body had seen all of this before, an undetectable ship. And so the film, the Philadelphia Experiment, portrays the government experiment dating back to World War II. So it made good movie. The new, the U.S. Navy was trying to figure out a way to make their ship be completely invisible to radar transmissions so the governments wouldn't detect them. But anyway, there's a government experiment, whether it went wrong or not. The device was activated October 28, 1943 at the Philadelphia Naval Yard. Now, you know, there's conspiracy theory and there's other people that say they were really trying to make something disappear, that we're 100 years at all time of our light and of our radar and using infrared microwave and radio and every kind of wave you can imagine. So they say that the ship completely vanished, but uh, there's a movie about it, the USS Eldridge Tragedy and the Philadelphia Experiment, if you want to read it. Tommy, uh, what else can we put on the beginning of this first radio show for 2012? History by the day, pop culture, I guess. We've got human stories we're going to cover. Well, here's the thing. people. You mentioned somebody else besides Ford. Who else? Bell. Uh, Fred Bell. Why Why don't you put Bell in this part? Because you knew of him, too. What's his name? Well, I'll look see, all this. Let me just say this. People out there, you can believe all the stories. Like that whole story written about the Philadelphia Experiment is all twisted as well. Al Bielik went back in time. He was the one that was on the ship when it disappeared. That ship came back every 20 years, went back and forth in time. And that's when Cameron was supposed to get on the ship with him. And uh, when it came back, it was 20 years later. And when... When, when, right before he died, when I was still friends with him, they offered him $4 million to go back in time to kill somebody. Because when they went, this is the truth. This is from his words. Whether you want to believe it or not is your choice. He said they offered him $4 million to go back in time to kill somebody. Because when it first happened, somebody was killed and it changed the government system. One person dying, dying in a family changes the whole history of that family. So he was supposed to go back and kill somebody before that person so that that family would be here in the present. Took it, but when I saw him six months later, he looked about 20 years younger. All right. He looked, he looked ancient when I met him, when I was talking to him. And the next time I saw him, after he told us that, he looked so much younger. So I'm not sure, but he died rather not too much later. He told me after a certain date, they can kill him. During that date, the date was, uh, you could check it online, the whole East Coast from Canada down to Florida had a blackout. They never, ever talked about what it was, ever. From, from the top to the bottom was a complete blackout. That was the day the Montauk Project came back on a cycle. 
And that's why Sargell and I went up to the vortex where uh, Tesla created the invention, just so you know, where, where that work was being done. All right, it's a cycle. Now that ripped a hole in the vortex, which opened up the UFO world. It opened up the demonism and every creature coming into this planet greatly more than it ever was. The government has been spending the past 50 years trying to close it. This is the inside stuff. I can tell you because I worked up there. I saw multiple creatures, entities, you name it. We saw it. We filmed it. Uh, and, I mean, I, I was being followed by ships all the time. I mean, when I was on Long Island, I saw the black helicopters that disappeared right over my head and things like that. And there, there was some kind of creature running around in the mountains. Uh, I saw the Bigfoot up there as well. I saw the Hershey monkey, which was part of the Montauk Project experiment. Uh, so I got involved with it, not directly. I didn't go sit in the chair, which a few people I know did, uh, but they're pretty messed up in the mind, the ones that actually did. It, it changes people because they break down the molecule structure of, of a person's brain. Uh, but then they created the Montauk Project, was out on Montauk, Long Island. And that is one of the worst things the government has ever did. If you want that story, we can talk about it, but I don't think it's a pleasant thing that you want to hear. You might not want to believe it or not. The government was taking children from all over the world and doing experiments on them there. About a half hour away. Well, all right. Uh, so, yeah, within a half hour, okay. They, I'm sorry. I see she, my partner's asking me to eat. Uh, but when that happened, they were taking children and doing brain operations uh, and trying to make these robot program brains uh, of these children. Many of them died. And that's when uh, Nick, uh, Is Nikolai. Is this before you uh, and I had pieces in us since we're cyborgs and alien UFO deities from out in space somewhere? <laughs> well, look, I, I've been re- reincarnated on this planet so many times. The alien part of me is gone. Uh, really? So I don't really? accept it. Uh, so yeah. our lower I mean, part after of Atlantis, aliens are disappeared, folks. We're so far up there in the... <laughs> Well, I was hoping oh. to talk about that some too, the different levels, because you're. Well, you, uh, can, you can talk about your alien level, but I don't want to talk about anything, because that was before I was in Atlantis. That was the first incarnation into this reality I came into as an alien for, for a word. I mean, just Weren't a person you on from another planet. before Atlantis, though? Because Atlantis is a common, no. like they say, Lemuria. No, no. You know, that, people see, are talking about see, Lemuria, again. they're talking about recent, because that well, wasn't even a word. Again, you're talking about man's translations of time, which they have no clue about. They don't know the day or month or year. Well, the people I work with off planet now in this reality, we call them above the omniverse. But for the lower people that you've been in contact with, like Anna Hayes, because you live with her and M31 and the Andromeda Galaxy, they're putting out the good, bad, and ugly, depending on whether you're reincarnated and you know you know how to use your energy and your Merkaba and come in and light or dark or spin out to the other planets and the planes. So we're going to have to talk about in the UFO Association length, width, and depth, not to mention the various dimensions. And then you talk about the gods and the three, the astral plane. And now where do you cut off... Your astral plane, it's got to be above the what they say, the planes, the atmosphere, and the stratosphere, right? All the way well, up that's, that's, so, that's all that. The whole solar system is part of the physical realm. Stars, universes, galaxies, 
is all part of the physical realm, the first realm. The so other plane is the second realm. See with your light, because man cannot see outside of the Milky Way galaxy at the present time, as far as I know. Now, people like you and me can, but we've died. So we have a better uh, point of reference of facing so understanding your abilities, uh, space. everybody's soul, TJ, everybody's soul. People out there, the definition of what you really are is soul. When your so body dies, you are that. Above the global it's consciousness. Not, see, here's the thing. I, I don't like the word consciousness. Well, we've got to start somewhere with Each planets and people. Because awareness. Awareness. So we're in cyberspace. So and they, we have to Not use space voice and vocal and radio waves. It's so called awareness. Once you leave, soul doesn't need vibrations of, of psychic realms and, and all those kind of words. It doesn't because it doesn't vibrate at that level. So well, once it leaves this reality. On the planet, let's just start with all the children are now pretty much part of the critical mass consciousness age. And we decided at 7 billion we would have the tipping point to start teaching people. That was an agreement with the nine gods. If if you want to say ancient alien theorist, <laughs> the low, all those well, above, the thing. Low below. Again, we gotta start there's only a few. Well, there's only a few people on this planet that can teach anything above what Christians and and spiritualists, New Age speakers can teach. They're limited to such a low level of teaching. And very few people want to hear anything outside of that. People well, want to hear about beautiful things. Corey Good and Gaia and David they're Wilcox. In, a list. They're all programmed. They're all programmed. Well, they're all in show business well, and entertainment with Gaia well, and out well, in you Hollywood. Could, you could tell stories. People love stories. People don't love the truth. People don't want to, want to know how bad Trump is. The people don't want to know how good Biden is. People want to make stories and make them bad, make them good, make them whatever they want them to be. And they both work it with has nothing to do with government it. and military industrial complex and the universal. Well, you can't become president. You can't become Foundation. president unless you're a millionaire. Wow! Now I you're talking know, skull and bones and the Bohemian. Well, that's the Bush. <laughs> the two Bushes with skull and bones, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. Alex Jones brought it out. The video was put on online. Nobody cared to even watch it. They didn't even care. It was what only about 30 seconds long. What happened to Alex no. Jones? Did He's out there, but they're trying to block him every which way. Well, no, they're trying to block him. He's putting huh. so much information that people uh, need to hear. I mean, I, I'm dealing with a person that's feeding me all the information about the virus. I could give you 100 documents saying that how fake it is. But I don't want to accept it because well, basically people are dying. That it is my let's let's just say for entertainment. I put this under entertainment. Allegedly, that some people believe that people five years ago that knew of Africa and all the goodwill that uh, Mr. Gates and his wife were doing, that they wanted to make sure that we could cure all the SARS. Maybe flus, maybe even what my brother died of, AIDS, which would be wonderful. If we went ahead and did that, maybe at the same time, we could keep up with those people uh, for what we call in the biomedical world or biology or pharmacology or whatever you want to call it, uh, 
part of the governments and the economic growth of sustainability for the planet, each human would be uh, come part of a class which we call uh, – my daughter was in four of them. Very rare does anyone get to be in one, but they're like labs. What do you call them, Tommy? I forgot. Where the people are all part of a study, and it would be like with even the uh, epidemic we have now. We know pandemics roll around every few hundred or thousand years. And we completely. A lab rat? <laughs> well, basically a lab rat. That's what my daughter called herself. But you can look into it, Tommy. But in, it's under integrative medicine. And when we're trials, they go into trials. That's what they're called trials. So I believe that uh, there is, uh, I'll just call it a conspiracy theory for lack of, <laughs> for entertainment purposes, we'll say that a lot of people did wonder if it got out of control in uh, people carrying it from other countries into our country. So that is an allegation. It's non-provable at this point, but there is a woman from China that said she could prove certain things and ask for asylum or whatever you call it. Did China won't come get her from America? Is well, was it, wasn't it the... Uh president or whatever he's called his wife that said she was abducted and she was she was talking about aliens and stuff and uh it was pretty hard to cover that up because when somebody that famous is talking about it like you're not talking about Trump, his wife are you no no in china oh was, in uh, china yeah china? yeah oh yeah that's the true woman that came out about it yeah oh i shouldn't but, say that uh, true without studying it and researching it and well, getting we don't know her but back. You know, so this is entertainment, folks. Yeah, we're not going to say we're new. The idea <laughs> today, we're just we can't prove uh, we can't uh, prove trying to prove anybody is real is even a hard thing on this planet well, for yeah. real. Anybody in history, I mean, when people say this, that, and the other thing, but I and based it on the time frame, whether it was on fake news or not, folks, this is the why we're starting to be trusted. Like Tommy and I, even though we've never met, I have to trust. Because we're starting with the whole concurrence of redoing cyberspace, and then the internet highway is being splintered because China and Russia won't play with us in cyberspace. And right now, we're going to war because one of them shot off a satellite. And we were supposed to know about if they played up there in cyberspace, not in cyberspace. Well, I guess it's above cyberspace. Or maybe it is. No, it would be because they have satellites. So. Boy, this is going to get so complicated. We have a. It's going to be real that. easy. What? Go they ahead. shoot out a couple of satellites. We're in trouble. The world They've will be in trouble. That. They already shot. No, no, I'm talking analysis. about the main space. No, the main ones, the ones that are broadcasting the signal around the planet. Uh, they didn't shoot out any major thing because our our whole economy would crash. No, I'm saying they shut down. They shot another. Uh, payload out of a satellite that was supposed to be for communication sort of monitoring America's uh, one or two of them were sort of getting in our territory and we asked them to move and they did but prior to that one of them shot a payload out not towards America but out in space so we don't know what the point of uh, well, some something Something just shot a beam at the space station last week, two weeks ago. 
a red beam hit it. They don't know where it came from. Uh, the same as now the red beam also hit Southern California, but the United States did that one. They're playing with the uh, direct energy weapons, DEW, uh, and they hit the California area and they hit uh, Colorado as well. The two fires were blasted. Now, if you want to, it's provable, and that's beyond well, that's the shadow of a doubt. Space. Well, we're not. We're putting up. Uh, well, we've always had secret space in the black budget for intelligence communities, but communications is one thing with satellites. But we're talking about protecting the sovereignty of the space that we thought we had a treaty with everybody on the planet. That means all uh, sentient intelligence. Well, beings it was on the a planet. treaty. We did have a treaty. All the worlds agreed when we leave planet Earth, we will be one race in space. That was agreed that on. That was like in 1966 before we did the right. Prime Directive. Right, a long time ago. With now the nine. China decides they want. We chose no. that. That was a choice we well, made. Well, we went to war. With we nine, went with to Eisenhower and Area 51 and uh, the one Dr. Rick Miller talked to uh, in Area 51. Well, the ones you know, with the abilities that we have uplinks with. But let's go back to well, Atlantis. Your Atlantis, we had those uplinks, but we couldn't form voices. So now we have vocal boxes. And we've well, been, we've been talking Atlantis. What? We could talk in Atlantis. Atlantis. We didn't have well, we vocal could talk. Boxes. We didn't have to. We, we could talk. We had vocal cords. We could talk. I don't know who told you we didn't. Uh, we didn't have to talk because you could read people's minds. It was like you well, didn't have to say hello. Species. You didn't have to say goodbye. There was a species from Mars, and uh, some of – now, I have a memory back in Mars. Do you? No, I, I, I didn't go to Mars. All right. Well, this was pre my, my planet was the blue – I hate to agree with somebody, but I, well, I was of the blue world. This was – one of them got obliterated. It's like the belt. Uh, one of the planets that we had, we had 12 planets at one time. Uh, of course, they're finding all kind of exoplanets out there. There was like 90 billion well, or found, something. Well, they just found, I mean, Billy Myers predicted what planets we were going to find in 1950. So he said we're going to find oh, two more planets, which we did. That's Switzerland because Dr. Bruce McAbee handled that like he handled Guff Breeze. And I, bless his heart, I wonder uh, how he's doing. We should have him come back on and share more data. He said he wound up interviewing me more than I interviewed him, bless his heart. Dr. Bruce well, McAbee was a wonderful investigator, still alive, folks. His health is ailing him, but Jan said thanks for keeping him in our UFO association and our alien contact organization. So God bless all our investigators that were in uniform or out of uniform or did government service or trained. He went to the Central Intelligence well, Agency in D.C. and trained or gave speeches because people just didn't know. Well, well I want to put something really important out right now, just so that uh, anybody that's listened to this, there's a show on cable TV. It's called The Vice Channel, V-I-C-E, Vice. It's the only show on TV, on the Internet, that shows you actual facts and details and interviews the people that are involved, murderers, 
rapists, and, drug addicts, and you name it. Tommy's not getting paid to say this, by the way. We're not getting I'm paid. I'm not getting paid, but, pay for this show. but here's the reason why. They were the only people for the show what the government did to the Native people when they were boycotting the pipeline. All right. On top Whoa. of that, they're putting, wait, 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 let me finish it. Let me finish it. On the 16th, on the Vice Channel, they're doing a complete special on the underground cities in the United States. You're going to have to watch it because most people still think that's a theory, make-believe, and everything else. They're going to go into the facts. Underground DC. They're going into the facts about it. Colorado. Why? They're going to go, why? Area 51. They go across (laughs) the United States. They got bases that go all the way across to other countries. I've been underground well, we even in Spain country. and Portugal. So I know there's Germany. They had uh, underground where they kept a lot of paintings. With well, don't so, forget, only after uh, when Behold the Pale Horse came out, when it explained Denver Airport was the home of the New World Order. After oh, that book came out. That was just released again by uh, Norio Hawakawa. Do you know Norio? Well, but basically... No, but He's basically, a real sweet man when that, that all UFO well, well, let me old, just finish what I'm trying to say. Guy. At yes, that sir. time, they had a ground boring machine. It looked like a giant ball with these teeth on it that, that used to grind a hole in the ground. And that's how they made the tunnels. And they had to remove all those rocks. If you follow Denver Airport, look outside, you'll see miles of rocks piled out there. Oh, yeah. And they were pulling the rocks out. I but was they there invented they a laser. The over and over and over again. They, they invented... They what? invented technology with a laser beam. They shoot a, a completely round tube through any rock, and they make these tunnels. And that's why those subway cars are round. Uh, they travel through there at high speeds, but they're completely just the, – the, the laser hits that and eats the hole through it. So there's no debris. They don't have to bring the rocks back out and mow the rocks and all that. That's, that's no longer – and since they started doing that, they were able to create these super underground cities and tunnels going all across the world. And stuff. So it, the technology is so far beyond people want to believe or even know about, especially what's going on under there and how much money it's costing. Now, when, when Trump said the space program, we had the space program. They were spending, but the space program's equal to the weapons as well $5 trillion a year. So when Trump comes out and says, oh, we're going to start a space program, well, he was talking who knows out of what, but well, we already had space. Spa Wars or whatever it was. That was well. Uh, we had. I, I started. I don't doing know how much CNN you know about the actual wars. What? All right. Now I was doing. I don't know how much you know about the wars. The wars Did we had you? in space. I'm sorry. We had three major wars. Major wars. Well, Is that what you're saying? In major wars in space. It's your Joyzy accent. Excuse me, my southern accent. My mountain, Kentucky, isn't jiving with y'all Jersey, Hawaiian. <laughs> All right. Well, basically, so, we won the war so far. Are you saying that we've always had space wars and we always ha- will have? I agree. We will and we won. We won three of them. Now, I, I'm saying this from people that I met that work inside the base on, in Hawaii, in the big underground base here in Hawaii, said that within two years, the motherships will be attacking us. They've been shooting down the, the smaller ships. I saw two ships get shot down about three or four years ago. 
I watched Are you just paid to say this, or do you really know this or believe this? Or I know this it? for a fact. I saw it. Okay. I met these people. First-hand experience. You're speaking from experience, right. okay? I saw the ships get blown out of the sky here in Hawaii. So, And I wasn't wow. going to go out. My partner doesn't believe in UFOs, but she goes, check it out. There's something going on out there in the sky. And I said, where? Oh, check it out. So I ran outside. And sure enough, I saw the ship moving and it just got blasted away. And about a half a later, half hour later, another one got blasted away. So this person I was talking to, who has high clearance, who had incredible drones, he was his drones were chasing the government drones around. Seriously, he was arrested. They claimed he was a, an escapee from Australia, Alaska, and he was doing all these things, which was a lie. But they took his drones. They took everything. He had this super really good Geiger counter. We were going to go around Hawaii measuring the radiation because Hawaii is pretty radioactive right now. And uh, I just ordered a Geiger counter. But we was going Have around. We were going to go around. Have you got thorium in your, in your ground over there? Because that's what UFOs like to use, thorium. Out of the, and that's what we're going to start oh, using well, in America. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the new thing they're using. I don't know how much there is here. I'm With not, a, I'm not a, a miner. But they won't well, talk I'm, about it. They're not going to release I'm that. Two things are going to release, TJ. It's going to be above that. What? The two things they're going to release this year are going to be much more important to the world. One's called blue gas. Blue gas. And the other one's called glass batteries. Yeah. Both of them have the high technology. Future YouTubes. <laughs> Some well, people find out. Be, no, they're going to be supplying... You can go across the whole United States with one filling. All hey, right. Tommy. And you, and you can charge be, it in five minutes. We're going to be off in two minutes. I'm sure that your partner, Namgal, will be glad to have you not speak. Yeah, she wants to eat. She wants to, no, no, she wants to eat. I'm, I'm starving. I'm starving. i got to go cook me something. Dang it. I don't have anybody right. to cook for me. Well, it's been a pleasure, not. TJ, to everybody well, out there. My site. You can talk, call me, text me, hawksbloodoneaol.com anytime. I reply to all my email, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, you got well, any you truth, start any, a database any... as ACO because you are a paid member monthly, two bucks, folks. All they charge, we charge. If you want to be on our ACO, so you have much. Why chapter? And we'll give your. It's not even we'll, a, we'll get it's put not their even name a can of soda. in our club, right, Tommy? Right. It's not even a can of soda. A can of soda is like two thirty here. <laughs> All right. Well if you put it in, Tommy and I will talk about you and put you on our our club. So And even uh, if you got something to say, we'll bring you on. <laughs> if it's UFO related, right? Or alien contact right. organization, ACO. But uh we're doing our best folks to hang in here and uh not All sound right. too crazy while we uh learn to Work well, we with do, ontology but... and real people in cyberspace on the internet highway. Remember, it goes both ways, folks. In and out. All One right. Zero one, uh, on and off. Pleasure, pleasure, everybody. Next time. Thank you, Tommy. Are you going to come Sunday? Yep. All right. I'll build Sunday, folks. We'll have our spiritual Sundays. That's our Sunday go-to meeting for those of you that believe alien civilizations exist. And gods and God and God the absolute. So uh, we appreciate Tommy Hawksblood. That's Thomas Anthony Sinisi. 
of New Jersey that moved to Hawaii and runs our chapter on the Big Island. And Janet Carolesson runs our chapter, ACO UFO Association, through her home in Wailuku, Hawaii, on Maui. And she had a UFO show tonight. So, Janet, I'll put a plug in for you with Penny Bradley and others. So, ladies, we hope you will come on our Wednesday shows. Uh, I'm going to do Tara, do my higher self for those that like channels, super fun type stuff for entertainment. Well, folks, it's been enjoyable. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't have a dog bite tonight. I apologize for the dog barks, but she's been pretty calm with the cat, considering I didn't feed them dinner yet, and it's getting late here, so 9 o'clock here. It's 10 o'clock Eastern. Please uh, remember to stay tuned 7 to 9 on Fridays and Thursdays. I've not confirmed yet with Jeanette, Marciana, Lucas, or Suzanne, Flint, uh, Rich, Suzanne Wyman Flynn or Rich Flynn for Saturday. So if they call me, uh, Jan Harzan, no, not Jan, Jan Aldrich, uh, Jan Aldrich uh, will uh, be available and we'll can try to get more intelligence and uh, how we're doing on uh, scanning and databases. And uh, we'll see if uh, the Captain McDonald will be wanting to speak to us anytime soon, if I can get him on the line. I'm hard to get as he is, too. But I did put a call into MUFON, and uh, on my phone I had Jan Harzan, and it, now uh, Captain McDonald's picture shows up on my phone. So I guess he got the Jan Harzan phone number now. So... Uh, Everybody, just keep that in mind. Captain McDonald is now in the head dude in charge for MUFON. So we'll uh, let you know how that progresses with everybody and meeting in Las Vegas in 2021. And Bob Brown, uh, get in touch with us. We'll be more than happy to support UFO clubs and UFO associations with us. $2, folks, to list your Lincoln event with UFO Association and UAP.associates. This is Teresa Jeanette Thurman Morris signing off from the Mecca, UFO Mecca, Breeze, Florida. Hope you'll come back and join us. And I am a songwriter, so I'm going to play you a bluegrass train from Beaver Dam to New Orleans. Uh. Say the bluegrass trains are coming from Beaverdale down to Alabama. The bluegrass trains are coming. Bluegrass trains are coming. Long, long trains running. It's a song.
Lester Platten, Earl Scruggs, Ralph Stanley, Kevin Hugg, and the bluegrass trains are coming. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.